Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Trucking 101, surviving your first year with hosts Rick and Melissa Grimm. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Hello, and welcome to Trucking 101, surviving your first year, the show that will not only help you survive, but thrive in your first year. My name is Melissa, and my co-host once again is MIA. I'll tell you guys what's going on there in just a second. Just want to let you know that our mission is to find and pass along knowledge to new drivers that will make them the safest drivers on the road and provide a firm stepping stone into a successful career. This show not only provides advice to new drivers, it also is an outlet for experienced drivers who want to share their knowledge. We can talk about safety, managing your finances, living in the truck, hours of service, compliance, and anything else you want to talk about. If you have a question, a comment, a topic, or a suggestion, press one and we'll get you on the show. So, uh, MIA again this week. Uh, our Saturdays have not been going so well recently. Uh, we're actually at a uh, receiver right now, and Rick is unloading the trailer. So I, uh, I got to beg off from unloading the trailer so I could come over here and host the podcast. So you guys bailed me out tonight. So I'm happy about that. But Rick's working hard unloading the trailer. This is real live, live radio. And, yes, we are real live truck drivers. So, today's episode is all about choosing a carrier. We have a lot of good info to help you pick your first carrier or change if you didn't use this process the first time. If you are not happy with your carrier after using this process, then you just know what you want. We're going to get to that topic in just a second. First, I have a very exciting announcement. Uh, Starting next week and every month, Henceforth, for as long as it works out, Dale Howard, our resident compliance expert, everybody's favorite DOT officer, has agreed to do a monthly compliance show on Trucking 101. So once a week, we're going to have one, once a month, excuse me, once a month, we are going to have an episode focused completely on compliance, and Dale Howard is going to come on and, and teach us all kinds of different stuff, and take your questions. Next week, we will be talking about pre-trip. We're going to start back at the beginning and work our way forward. So the first thing you want to consider when choosing a carrier is what you want your training experience to be like. We're mainly focused on new drivers here. So either you are in school right now, contemplating school, or you're already in your first year. If you're already in your first year and you're already working for a carrier, this doesn't apply to you. But if you're in school or contemplating school, the first thing you want to think about is how you want to be trained. Uh, you got to consider things like, do you want tuition reimbursement or do you want to be trained in exchange for a commitment to the carrier? Do you want to go into one of these big carriers and be team trained or do you want to have a different experience? If you are a husband and wife, or maybe even a boyfriend, girlfriend, do you want to be trained together? 
a lot of these training carriers, uh, most of them uh, use the team training model. I mean, they do have the trainer in the jump seat for a certain period of time, for about a week. They have to log a certain amount of hours. But then after that, you're a full team, and you're basically just practicing. And some of them may keep you on the trunk longer than you need to be. I mean, I would say you're ready after four weeks if you're ready to go team. I mean, I would even agree that uh, the first week is good for teaching, and then another three weeks for practice. Practice is an okay model. You feel like you're a quick learner and you'll – and you pick things up pretty fast, that's, that's fine. But anything longer than that, uh, they're just kind of making money off of you. So there is a carrier out there. I do believe they are the only big training carrier that actually does not follow the team training model, and that is Schneider. Now I'm going to bring on Russ Morgan. He used to be a trainer and an instructor over at Schneider, and he's going to explain their training program. Hey Russ, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah, they're uh, yeah. Snyder doesn't have the full academies uh, anymore. I don't believe um, those went by the wayside here a few years back. So basically, now when you come over to Snyder, you got to have uh, current you have a CDL. Used to we would take people who couldn't spell truck and teach them how to drive it. Um, <laughs> and then it was a. Uh, uh, well, it was about a month process uh, just to get out with a road trainer, and then you spent a couple of weeks out with a road trainer. Now you pretty much have to have a skill when you get there and uh, spend about a week in orientation. And during that orientation, uh, you'll go out, uh, you'll spend so many hours in class, and then you'll go out with a uh, uh, an instructor, and they're going to, well, they call it, you, or at least that's what they used to call it. Uh, but they're going to show you how they want their trucks driven. Um, you know, double clutching the truck. They want you to um, uh, drop and hook trailers, uh, pre-trip, uh, the, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, so after that week of uh, orientation, uh, they'll assign you what they call a TE, uh, which is, uh, uh, stands for training engineer. And you can pretty much expect to go out for about two weeks with that uh, training engineer. Uh, now, I was uh, one of the exceptions to the rule. I think Becky might have been, too. I was one of the few males that would actually train a female. And I would also take uh, two students at the same time. Uh, so you mentioned earlier husband and wife. I had that. I had boyfriend, girlfriend. Uh, every once in a while, I'd have two females on the truck. Uh, but I would take them out, and I was always in the jump seat, unless I was running back to the cooler to grab a soda or something like that. Uh, I was always in the jump seat, um, and I could stay in the jump seat as you know for about 14 hours, and then we had to park the truck. So if I had two students, they would both get uh, roughly seven hours a day of driving. If I had one, I would let them, um, you know, drive uh, their full 11, and then. You know, if I had any hours, I could. If I, if I had any hours, I could drive. I would drive. If not, uh, you know, we would park the truck for the night. Uh, but like I said, you go through. Uh, like I said, they expect you to take them out for about two weeks. Now, I had uh, I had a student one time. Uh, he had been a, a local driver. He'd been a um, uh, he was on with one of the LTL companies, and this guy could back circles around me, and. 
took him out and uh, uh, I drove, showed him how I wanted to, you know, how I wanted my truck grow and stuff like that. Got to uh, where we were going. I let him back in the hole and I uh, and he blindsided in a hole and never pulled up. And I said, "What are you doing on my truck?" Um, anyway, he was with me for five days. You know, it was it was always it was up to the TE also uh, as to how long they needed to be out there. I had one guy; he was with me for a month uh, because he needed a whole lot of extra training uh, to get comfortable driving the truck. But basically, you have to get comfortable driving the truck. You have to be able. To, uh, my requirement uh, was to be able to pick up and deliver a load without my help. Now I was yeah I was over there and if you got in trouble I was going to bail you out. Basically you had to be able to pick up and deliver a load you know write all the load information down go in talk to them you know do the whole mess uh, without my help and then I would turn you loose and what I meant by turning you loose now you get to go back into Snyder and they may have changed what they call it but they, at the time they called it SQT and basically uh, uh, what that was is you had to go in. They reviewed all your stuff. They reviewed uh, uh, your little homework that you did out on the road, and they reviewed uh, 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 whatever I, I had written down. And then uh, they would take you out uh, on the last road test. And this wasn't a real easy road test. Uh, I mean, you know, you had the little highway driving, a little city driving, and you always had at least two or three really nasty corners that you had to get around. And uh, once you did that, then – they would turn you loose with a truck. So, uh, but that was pretty much it in a nutshell. So, uh, Schneider didn't always put two trainees in your truck. Uh, why did they do it sometimes and not other times? Uh, I was one of the few people that would train too. Uh, they would ask me if I wanted to, and uh, you know, I, they, they knew to give me two two drivers that were, you, you know, that had done real well going through school and that. Um, and then they would give me two. And sometimes with two people, I would be out for three weeks with them. Uh, some, sometimes I would only be out for the two weeks. Uh, it was just uh, that or a husband, a wife, you know, or a boyfriend, girlfriend that wanted to train together. Uh, and like I said, some, some people didn't want to in the truck because, uh, I mean, you had to hit a motel every night. And, of course, if I had females in the truck, I had to hit a motel every night. Uh, and I would usually put them in the uh, in the motel because I was more comfortable in my truck. But uh, right. you know that was uh, that was the only reason they would put two in the truck. Uh, and then they would also ask the students. I mean, you didn't have to go out. Uh, you know, if you wanted to go out one on one with a training engineer, you could do it. Uh, so they gave you a choice. Uh, okay. You know, if you wanted to go out with somebody, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you had a choice. You, you, you so anyway, that answer your question. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if maybe if sometimes you wanted to get a trainer quicker, they gave you the option of, of doubling it up with another complete stranger, even. Right. Yeah. And actually, right? I had uh, um, I had two guys, uh, both had just gotten out of the military, and uh, they were riding. You know, they were riding with me, and uh, they got to talking about teaming together just because they got along so well. Matter of fact, we all got along real well. And so they ended up becoming a team uh, afterwards. So, you know, it worked out great for them. You know, they live kind of fairly close. So, yeah, you know, so it it, it has its advantages. And, you know, I guess it has its disadvantages because, you know, you're not in operation of the truck all day long. Because, you know, I, I try to keep my students in the seat the whole day. 
you know, unless they got wore out or something like that, you know, then you know, then I would take over driving. But you know, the more time I keep their butt in the seat, you know, the more they were learning. Right. And the one thing that's really good so, about Schneider's program is if you're a husband and wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend or even an engaged couple, you guys, if you decided to go out for at the same time, you could train together, which is really nice. Yes. Yep. Uh, when I was an instructor, I trained a, uh, uh, a husband and wife together. And then when they went out to uh, uh, do their road training with a TE, they went out together. And um, actually, I ran into them here not too long ago. Uh, they're now owner operators. So, matter of fact, I knew they were owner operators, but they uh, they became owner operators uh, quite a few years ago. Uh, went out, and bought a truck, and uh, are doing quite well with it. So, uh, and okay, both so of them had. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask you another question. Uh, if you wanted to go over with Schneider and you wanted to become a training engineer, uh, how do they compensate uh, their trainers? The, when I was doing it, it was a certain amount per day, uh, and it wasn't it wasn't a whole lot. I, now I haven't asked what they're paying now. Uh, when Becky and I were doing it, I it was 35 or 40 dollars a day extra per student so like i said it wasn't much uh, right now i think uh it's i've heard rumor it's like 50 somewhere between 50 and 70 dollars like i said i don't know um uh i know that uh, if you've uh come over there you i think they require at least six months and i mean with your nose completely clean no accidents no issues um, about a 98, 99% on-time pickup and delivery. Uh, you know, you got to have a, you got to have a squeaky clean record. Uh, then they may ask you if you want to come over and do it. Um, and uh, I know uh, at one time they were talking about letting owner operators do it, and uh, haven't heard any more about that because you know, uh, you know, like me, I've got a dog in the truck, I cook in the truck all the time, and of course, uh, you know. I, I have to vacuum up a Labrador out of here every day, so <laughs> don't know if they want to do that. And and I've got a 13 speed. Uh, their fleet is going automatic. They still have some uh, some 10 speeds, but their fleet is going automatic. Right. So and I and I've got uh, well, so. I, go ahead. I mean, fifty dollars. If it's fifty dollars a day, which. Uh, Sounds about right uh, since it's been a while since you trained. If it's fifty dollars a day now, uh, if you if you only train five days a week, I mean that's still not bad. That's an extra thousand dollars a month. So that's that's still okay, especially since you don't have to run as a team. You're still basically running as a solo. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean it's you know uh, it wasn't bad. Like I said, I was making seventy dollars a day because I usually had two students. Um, okay. And. Um, yeah, so I, you know, it was a you know it was an okay deal for me, and like I said, being, having two students, I always had a hotel, so I always had a you know I always had a, a shower every night instead of having to you know deal with the truck stop, uh, and especially if I had a female student, yep. you know I you know I, I would throw her in the hotel, and and uh, then while she was out pre tripping the truck, I'd go take a shower. So yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, mean that's it's another a, perk uh, if you like it's it. a good, yeah. 
Yeah, I, you know, I enjoyed training. I, you know, I enjoyed meeting all the different people. You know, I only had, uh, I think we talked about it on the previous show, I, uh, I only had one or two real issues out on the road. Uh, um, you know, I had one guy show up to the truck intoxicated one morning. He got put on a bus, and I had one guy get put on a bus because he decided to blow up at me. Uh, and it, it, I mean, he seriously blew up at me. And uh, But, you know, I had almost zero problems, really. And, uh, and you know, and it was a, it was a real joy, enjoyable experience over there, Snyder, doing that. Yeah, that's like a pretty good deal. I mean, you're not driving any extra miles. Actually, you're driving less, and you're getting extra money. Yeah, exactly. What was funny is I would train so many students, I'd get in my truck and couldn't shift it. Uh, well, I mean, not that I couldn't shift it, but I could tell I hadn't shifted my truck in a while, you know. I, you know, it, it may be... <laughs> Um, you know, about a month before I had really driven my truck and go out and, you know, make a load and then, hey, we got students for you, you know, they'd route me back. Uh, that, that was another thing is I was one of the few that actually bounced around for them. Uh, most of the time I'd get my students out of Dallas, but um, I had built up a good enough reputation that they would call me from uh, other yards and say, hey, we have some students here. Can you come get them? And, of course, I would. So, but like I said, I had built right. up the, the repu- you know, a good reputation, and they would ask me to come get them. So, okay, Russ, I'm going to put yep. you on the spot. Uh, you have been with Schneider your entire. What was the main you were looking for when you went with Schneider? Okay, I right, say it again. My you buzzed out or something. Say it again. Sorry. All right. What was your criteria? when you chose Schneider, like what made you choose Schneider? What was, what was the thing that you were looking for that made you pick them? Well, I had, um, a family member that had uh, trucks leased on a Schneider and I had a good friend of mine, uh, who had gone to work for him. So I was kind of familiar with him. I had gone out with the family member a couple of times on the truck. Um, and like I said, a uh, good buddy of mine. I mean, he couldn't say enough about him. And uh, so, you know, I went. They made me. Uh, I had my CDL when I showed up there, but they actually made me go through their training program. I didn't have a whole lot of driving experience. I'd been a firefighter, paramedic most of my, uh, you know, if you want to call it, you know, adult life. So, uh, didn't have a whole lot of truck driving experience. Uh, so they made me go through that, and. I you know, it's been, they've been good to me. Uh, so, like I said, just at t- talking to people, I guess, was, was the criteria. Uh, talking to people and first-hand knowledge uh, of what they did. So, that I mean, that's how I uh, look at Carrier, uh, is talking to people. I, you know, I've talked to, uh, you know, I've talked to you all about Landstar. I've talked to uh, uh, Jason about um, uh, Mercer. You know, that's kind of how I, if I was going to try for a different carrier, that's exactly what I'm going to do is, uh, uh, if I have to, buy somebody lunch at the truck stop. Hey, tell me about your company. Yep. Um, yep. And, and matter of fact, that uh, that happened to me, that's happened to me several times. I'll be sitting up at the lunch counter when when I go in there, and uh, a guy uh, said, you, uh, he saw I had a Snyder shirt on, he's, for I said, yeah. He said, you own our operator? And I said, yeah. And 
He said, I've been thinking about coming over there. He said, can you show me the load board? Sure. You know, so I sit there, and I, I went through, and I showed him the load board, which was actually a blessing because the place that I was going to deliver, there was a load paying over four bucks a mile going to the next place I was going to pick up. No joke. So, <laughs> Very nice. But, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it, it worked out awesome. So, yeah. You know, uh, he started asking questions, but yeah, if you're going to look for a carrier, that's exactly what I would do. Is I would find people that work for that carrier because you're going to find people who hate the carrier and you're going to find people who love the carrier, and get as many opinions as you can. Uh, to me, that's you know that's about the best way to go look for. Right, and the the big thing that you want to ask when you're talking to the people, I'm going to go over this in a little more detail here in a minute, but the big thing you want to ask when you're talking to people is when they give you their opinion on the carrier, good or bad, ask them why, because you want to know if the reason that they like it is the reason that you're going to be like it or vice versa. So make sure you always ask why. Oh, yes. Yep. Okay. I always ask okay, why. Okay, Russ, thank you very much. Yep. Thank yep. you very much, Russ, for your help. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you later. All right. Okay. So um, I do have a caller on the line that's got some advice, but I want to make sure I get through my material first. So, uh, Sean, I'm going to get to you. I promise I see you. But first I want to get through the material that I have first, and then we'll, then we'll talk to Sean. Uh, one more thing that you're going to want to consider if you're a woman and you're considering driving a truck or you're in now, uh, you want to for carriers that maybe cater towards women or not, depending on what you want. If you want to be catered towards as a woman, there are carriers out there that do that. Uh, if not, if you want to be treated like everybody else, uh, then go a different direction. But there are carriers out there that try to cater for towards women. Another thing you're going to want to do, uh, whether you're consider, considering truck driving um, or you're in training or you're in school right now or you're in your career, whatever, if you don't currently listen to Sirius XM, Road Dog Radio, and I don't really like most of the shows on there, but you need to tune in and listen to Kevin Rutherford. He has just got a lot of great advice about life in general. He mainly talks to owner-operators but he's got a lot of good stuff about life in general. And you'll feel smarter after you listen to the radio and he's been on. So he's on, on midnight every weeknight. Uh, actually, I think it's seven days a week he's on midnight. And then he's on on the weekends, four to seven. So you're going to want to check out Sirius XM Road Dog Radio Channel 146. You know, scroll around and listen to the other channels. You might like them. Uh, I personally only like Kevin Rutherford. Okay. Uh, Matthew Morrison. He wasn't able to join us tonight, but he has a great process on interviewing carriers that he has come up with, and he's going to post his uh, questions that he goes through when interviewing carriers on the Facebook page. So go to Trucking 101 on Audio Road and keep an eye out for that post. He's going to be posting it here pretty soon, and uh, that's his big thing is interviewing carriers. They're not interviewing you. You're interviewing them. Remember, you have a choice. You, once you have your CDL, uh, you can qualify for most carriers' qualification or criteria. So you have your pick. So you're interviewing them. All right. So what I have done here for you guys 
is I have a copy of Kevin Rutherford's Stop Holding the Steering Wheel and Start Driving Your Business. He has a section in there about choosing a carrier. It's tailored towards an owner-operator, but I really didn't have to modify it very much in order to get it to go for looking a job. Now, he says design your dream operation, and I'm going to say design your dream job. So most of us wander through life on cruise control and end up doing what we do by default. Have you been making the decisions about your life, or have you been living by and allowing circumstances to make decisions for you? I have a quote here from Larry Winget. Few people will turn to themselves and take responsibility for their results until they have exhausted all opportunities to blame someone else. And that's a quote from Larry Winget. Oh, and I need to mention, um, remember how I, how I said this was real live trucking? Yeah, this is real live trucking and live radio. Uh, uh, the timing for the show is night. So I started the show. Rick was unloading the trailer, and right now we're driving down the road. So hopefully everything goes okay. I don't lose my signal, and everything goes fine. But I am rolling down the road right now, so it seems a little noisy. That's why. Moving on. So what you're going to want to do when you start this process of choosing a carrier, and you could do this before you even go to school. Because so you're going to want to know what carrier to go to before you go to school because a lot of them will have applications for carriers while they're still in school. So you're going to want to know what carrier you, you want before you go to school. So set aside uninterrupted quiet time. List your likes and dislikes about the trucking industry. Do you like long haul or short haul? Why? Do you like multiple stops or lots of miles? Why? Do you enjoy interacting with people, or would you prefer to be alone? Why? Do you like loading and unloading? Why or why not? The big thing here, guys, is to ask yourself why. You need to know why you like or dislike these things. This helps you understand yourself better. Same thing when you're asking other people. Ask them why. You need to know their reasoning because it might not fit yours. You may go up to a guy and he hates his carrier, uh, you know, a ton of stops, and he has to unload his trailer. Well, maybe you like doing that because you want to stay in shape, you know, so that's not a reason to cross that carrier off your list. Okay, more questions. Do you enjoy the challenge of different routes, or do you prefer to be familiar with where you're going? Why? Do you like a variety of weather and road conditions? Why or why not? Do you enjoy problem solving? Why or why not? Another thing you're going to want to do, going to really help you out with this, is you're going to want to list your strengths and your weaknesses. Uh, and another, uh, one really good way to figure out your strengths and weaknesses, mainly your strengths, is to buy the book Stand Out. That's Stand Out. Uh, it comes with a code to take a strengths assessment test. Now, you can either get the actual paperback and the code will be inside. You go to the website and you take the test. But if you, if you buy the Audible version where you can listen to it, they have an email that you can send somebody, and they will send you a code back through email. So you don't have to have it back in order to get the code. You can do it with the Audible version as well. So some more questions to ask yourself. How much money do you want to make? You need to look at uh, carriers and go beyond their training program 
and figure out how much they're going to pay you after you're through the training program and you're considered a full-fledged company driver. Some companies pay more than others. And don't consider pay. Consider everything. Pay is only one part of it. I mean, you may go to uh, a carrier that fits your criteria exactly. They do exactly what you want to do. They run in the southeast. You're home every day. They don't care that you have less than six months' experience. Uh, they're just doing everything that you want. But pay is a little on the lower side. Maybe you're willing to accept that just because you get everything else you want. So how much do you want to work? When and where do you want to drive? What type of trailer do you want to pull? Uh, and what kind of freight do you want to work with? We talked about this a lot uh, in last week's episode. Uh, so if you missed last, week, last week's episode, go over to trucking, uh, sorry, go over to letstruck.com slash audio road and find the Trucking 101 podcast and listen to the episode, so you want to be a truck driver, what segment of the industry should you work in? And we go over a bunch of different segments in detail and talk about what they're like, the ups and downs, the highs and lows, you might want to get into it or not. All right, so what type of schedule would you prefer? The list goes on and on. The more questions you ask and answer, the better you will be able to describe to describe your dream job. I mean, think of all the possibilities. We went over a lot of different segments of the trucking industry last week. If you missed it, we covered van, open deck, heavy haul, oversized, dry ball, tanker, and reefer. We have yet to cover car, car hauler, household movers, LTL, liftgate, logistics, day jobs, straight truck, and some segments I'm failing to mention. So uh, we're probably going to do another episode on segments of the industry uh, as soon as I can get people to cover those areas. So stay on the lookout for that one. That's going to be a good one. So next you're going to want to take all of the answers to all these questions that you just asked yourself and describe your dream job. Okay. So now you've described your dream job. Now you really got to work. This is the fun part. You're just, you're just tailoring your, your perfect job. Now you got to get to work. Now you got to go out you got to research carriers, figure out what kind of carrier they are, what they do, where they run, and you got to decide whether or not they meet your criteria. So that's going to take some research. You can find out most of it online, uh, but you're probably going to have to make some phone calls. You're going to have to call the carriers and talk to the recruiting department. So you want to make a, as big a list as possible, and then start going through the list and look for reasons not to work for a carrier. This list that you're going to make of carriers that you could ever come up with. I mean, I've heard some of the craziest things for reasons why people decided to go with a carrier. Like the carrier I used to be with, a guy, brand new. And I said to him, why did you decide uh, to go with this carrier? And he said, well, I was driving up uh, I-5 and I saw a whole bunch of Warner trailers. And I thought, and I thought, 
uh, well, if these guys have this many trailers, they must have a lot of freight, which means they must have a lot of miles, so I'm going to go with them. So, I mean, that's kind of silly. I mean, one day on I-5, you see a bunch of trailers, and all of a sudden this is the carrier with the most freight. Can't really use that criteria. I mean, I, I picked my carrier based solely on the fact that they trained for eight weeks, and I mean, I knew nothing about the trucking industry, so I figured I needed to learn a whole lot. But you know, I, I know that I'm a really quick learner, so I could have I could have gone with a carrier that had a different uh, training segment and probably gotten with one that paid more. But you know, it worked out. It was all good. It's meant to be. But um, you, if you can, you wanna you wanna put as much thought into this process as possible. So now you're going to create a carrier shortlist. You're going to, and when you narrow it down, so create your carrier shortlist by eliminating carriers that you don't want to work for. Find a reason not to work for a carrier, cross it off your list. When you narrow the list down to five, when you narrow the list down to five carriers, stop the process. Next, you're going to want to contact the carriers and talk to recruiting. You're going to ask for details, ask questions like pay scale, home time, pet policy, whatever is on your list of things that you're looking for in the carrier. Ask about that. And then you're going to make a carrier comparison checklist. You're going to write down the carrier, the the date, and the phone number. And then you'll have your, your comparison checklist so you know how to compare these carriers right there in black and white. Things like pay, mileage, do they deadhead a lot? Is there a lot of stops? Do they require loading and unloading? And then you want to outline the type of operations you want to be in. Local, regional, 48 state, how much home time do you want? Write all this stuff down. When you're talking to recruiting, write everything down. Write your questions down. Write their answers down. Don't depend on your memory to keep things straight. You have to write everything down. It's easier to make decisions when you're looking at it on a piece of paper in black and white. Sorry, I got a tickle in my throat. Okay, so next thing you're going to want to do after you talk to recruiting, um, I'm not going to be mean, but recruiting paints a rosy picture. So you want to do more than just talk to the recruiters. You're going to want to go to one of their terminals, and you're going to want to sit in the driver's lounge and talk to their You can also look for the drivers and truck stops. That's, a, that's another way to do it. So you're going to want to look for the carrier's drivers. You, need, you want to talk to new drivers, veteran drivers, in-between drivers. Find out if they're happy and if they're not, and ask why they're happy, find out why they're not happy. Because you need to know why because it doesn't matter to you why they're happy or unhappy, like I talked about earlier. Questions you might want to ask them. What do you love about working for this carrier? Why? What do you hate about working for this carrier? Why? What's the one thing you would change about this carrier if you could? be another why. Always ask why. You get more information when you ask why. What does the carrier do better than any other carrier you've ever worked for? Why? 
couple of other questions uh, you might want to think about is uh, what geographical area do you want to run most? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my, I can't read in my own handwriting. Okay, another question you want to ask the other drivers, what geographical area do they run most? Because that's going to be part of your dream job. What region do you want to run in? And then you want to ask them how they would describe the working environment. So, I mean, that's just some examples. You may be able to think of some more based on your criteria. I mean, if you're looking into something a little more specialized, you might want to come up with a little more specialized questions. So that's basically it. I mean, I basically just took uh, that segment of Kevin Rutherford's uh, book, Stop Holding driving your business about choosing a carrier and I just modified it a little bit um it seems like a lot of work but it's really not I mean mostly you're just you're just looking to uh, ask yourself questions you need to decide what you want and if you figure out what you want then it's a lot easier because when they first talk to you and they, and they and they try to sell you on, on the carrier, you're not going to fall for it because if they don't have what you want, then you're going to go with, go a different direction. So that's that's that. My throat is really dry. I apologize. Okay. So that's pretty much all the material I had. Uh, if anybody has any comments, any suggestions, any tips, any advice on picking picking a carrier. Please press one, and we'll get you on the show. Uh, right now, we're going to go to Sean in Canada. Hi, Sean. You're on the air. Uh, good evening. Um, one thing. Once you've chosen your carrier and you're trained, you need to learn that carrier system of maximizing your earning potential. Once you learn their system, you can make very good money regardless of what they pay, especially if the dispatcher like you. If you are backing the system, the dispatchers will not work with you. You're going to have some problems. I had three years experience when I was given guys who were 15, 20 years experience drivers. They were given to me because they weren't making miles, didn't know how to work the system, or they were brand new with the company. I didn't train them on how to drive. I trained them on how to work the system on maximizing their potential. All right, yep, that's excellent advice. We actually did an episode on that a while back with Edward Prince talked uh, all about building relationships. So you might want to go check that out, the building relationships episode. And we talked a little bit also in um, uh, debunking trucking this. It's all about communication. You want to uh, you want to become friends with your dispatcher. Have your dispatcher be looking for you. When he's got a load, you want him thinking, where is this guy? I need him now. That's right. That's right. Make make yourself your dispatcher's favorite person. It's amazing how far you can go. Where other people won't be making money in the company and they're complaining about it, and you're making all kinds of money with that company, look at the attitude of the driver. Absolutely. It's all about attitude and uh, willing to work hard. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Sean. Okay. So that was great advice uh, from Sean. Uh, definitely 
once you choose the carrier, you want to be in proper communication. Know your chain of command. That's what I'd like to say. Know your chain of command. Oh, my throat's killing me. I'm sorry. Know your chain of command. Know who you report to. Know who they report to and know who they report to. So if you have a problem, you know, you can you can work the system and get it resolved. I mean, a lot of drivers see them milling around and all unhappy and grumpy and stuff like that, talking about how horrible things are. And I bet you if you went up to them and asked them if they actually talked to anybody at their carrier about it, no. That's probably what you would get. What's the point, you know? Because they don't know what's going on in your truck. They don't know what kind of situation you've been in. Unless you tell them, they don't know. They're just trying to move freight. That's all they're trying to do. So if you don't tell them what's going on, they are not going to know. Believe it or not, they are not trying to put you in bad situations on purpose. So talk to them. Tell them what's going on, and they'll get it figured out. I'll give you an example. Rick and I were basically on the general board. And what that is is you just get whatever. It doesn't matter. We weren't on a dedicated lane or anything like that. Uh, we didn't have a, a, a dedicated customer. We were just, just whatever. Whatever is available, if we were near there, they sent us over and got the load. We were getting some loads that we were pretty unhappy with. I mean, we were owner-operators at the time. We owned our own truck. We were pulling company trailers. And we were getting a lot of live loads, a lot of live unloads, taking up a lot of our time heavy loads going into crazy mountainous areas and we just were not happy with what was going on. So we sent a message over to our dispatcher and we told him, you know, we're not happy with what's going on right now. This is not what we signed up for. We need something different. So we were we were good. We were on time. We were we communicated. We didn't goof off. We, we even rescued a few loads for them from time to time. So our dispatcher liked us and knew us and wanted to keep us happy. So after we complained to him about what was going on and we weren't happy with the type of freight we were getting, all of a sudden we get a message from a guy saying that he's our new dispatcher. Our wonderful dispatcher put us on a dedicated run. It was Conway Freight. And uh, we were, it was wonderful. It was, we were a team. So it was 6,600 miles a week, picked up in California, delivered, delivered in Charlotte. And then we picked up another load in Charlotte, took it back to California. And we ran that run for almost three years. It was just fantastic. We were living in Phoenix at the time. We were able to get by our apartment, like, you know, once every other week. Cause it was, it was pretty heavy. It averaged out to about 5,500 miles a week because one week would actually be 6,600 miles and the other week would be 4,500, and it averaged out right around 5,000. So about every other week, we'd be able to, to get by the house and, you know, spend some time. So it was, it was really, really nice. Plus, you know, the weather was good. We didn't really have to worry about snow. So, you know, talk to your dispatcher. Let them know what's going on. And if you're not happy with the way that they're treating you, if you don't feel like that they're, uh, you don't feel like that they're um, listening to you, 
and you need to go above their head. We had to do that one. And uh, fired a dispatcher because they they weren't listening to us. So we went above their head and got another dispatcher. You can do that too. You can fire your dispatcher. So just know your chain of command. I I have a, a caller on the line, but I, I'm not sure who it is. It looks like there was... Oh, here we go. I think we got it now. Okay. Hang on. I got a little confusing here with the with the callers. I'm not sure which one I'm supposed to. Let me find out here. Let's let's try this one. Hi, is this Mike? This is. Okay. Uh, there was a little confusing with the call board there. Hi, Mike. How's it going? That's okay. Not too bad. First time listening to your show there. Uh, sounds pretty good so far. Um, just had a oh, uh, quick little comment. Let's go ahead. I was just saying thank you. Go ahead. Yeah, I just had a comment there when uh, somebody's new entering into the industry and looking for a carrier. Um, some of the key things you might want to ask uh, about for pay and stuff like that, it's not always about the mileage rate. Uh, you need to ask the firm if you're getting paid for everything that you're doing. So uh, detention time, delay pay, across uh, the border, if you're getting paid for unloading time, uh, if you get paid for working on the dock, uh, if you get paid for breakdown pay, uh, delay pay, uh, uh, also layover as well, if they're paying for layover. Um, you know, the carriers that I work for, we get paid for all of this stuff. So any, any delays, I mean, you go to work just like the management does, then you should be renumerating for everything that you're doing as well. So uh, just a little key there, and uh, you can ask uh, other drivers for that carrier. They'll be able to ask her and tell you about that stuff as well. Not just about driving down the road. Right. Absolutely. So, okay. Thank uh, you very much. Something that, not a problem. Listen to your show, and uh, have a great day. All right. Thanks. Bye. Yep. All right. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Uh, when you are talking to the recruiters and the other drivers, Talk about what kind of pay you're getting, just like you said. Uh, most carriers nowadays do pay like this, but some of them don't. And they have different rates they use. So you want to make sure you get the best rate for detention, layover, delays, board crossing, just like you said. Like I worked for a carrier that used to be notorious for really low pay in all these areas. And mileage pay was a little low, too. So they, so they were kind of a low-paying carrier. But, you know, they were easy to get into, starter carrier, great way to start. Um, so if uh, if the carrier will take you as an inexperienced driver and they have good pay in all those areas, that's definitely something that you want to consider because every carrier is going to pay this different. They are not all the same. So you want to look into everything that they pay and what the pay rate is. Okay, so uh, let's see. I do not have any more questions on the board, and I pretty much <laughs> I pretty much covered all the material. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something real quick here. If anybody else has any uh, questions or comments or tips or suggestions, press one, and we'll get you on the show. You can help the other driver out. 
Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I hit the wrong button. Am I still there? Oh, why are you doing that? I think I am. Oh, there I am. Okay. Jeez. Okay. I'm going to, since I have about 10 minutes left, I'm going to put uh, our call, cre- uh, call screener extraordinaire, Becky, on the line. I'm going to talk to her for a minute about choosing carriers. I talk, I put Russ on the spot, Becky, and I asked him why he chose Schneider. Do uh, you have anything to add to that? I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, they hired me. Um, they hired me. <laughs> <laughs> but I say that, and and that is some of the ridiculous responses that you actually get. People will put out, just go to one of these job sites for truckers, where you can fill out one application and it goes to like umpteen zillion different carriers, and they will literally pick the first one that sent them a yes. The the first one that said, yeah, we'll bring you into orientation. And this is where you're going to spend every working day. Most over-the-road truck drivers are out on the road seven days a week. And that's how you're going to pick your carrier. Yeah, that's crazy. That's uh, When I was talking about reasons not to choose carriers, that would be one of them. Don't just go with they hired you because most carriers will hire you. Yeah, they have, most of them do have pretty low standards. Uh, you're the one that's going to want the, the high standards because even though they're pretty easy to get into, some of them do pay better than others, have better training programs than others, so you're going to need to look into it, but not all the time. Correct. And so, you know, just just remember that this is where you're going to spend a whole lot of time, and you don't want to be miserable. And here's the other thing. Right now, uh, trucking jobs are pretty uh, plentiful and trucking companies or hiring anybody. But there are times when that tightens up. You don't want to be the guy that has jumped from job to job to job to job to job. Sometimes that's okay. You know, they don't care. They're shorthanded. But there are other times when the tide turns and you're going to be left uh, standing by the sidelines because you've, you've not shown that you can either fit in anywhere or you don't finish what you start or there could be any number of things I might see as an employer that I just really don't want to go there. Yep. When I was in school, my my my, my teacher, I guess you could say, the, the classroom teacher in my, in my trucking school, they hammered the point that you want to go to your first carrier and you want to spend at least one year there so you can get a good year under your belt and then you'll have like choices extraordinaire when it comes to carriers after you get a year of experience especially the same carrier yeah I can't tell you how many um, uh, jobs we've been offered because we have been at the same carrier for uh, 14 and 15 years and there's a lot of people that go, wow, yeah, that's pretty stable. So it's uh, not only just for the job-wise, but for other things. Um, there was a guy on Kevin's show today, you know, uh, trying to get a mortgage. Well, 
that kind of stability also works when you go to get a car loan or um, rent a new house or buy a new house or any number of things um, when people look and see how long you've been at your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you've been bouncing from carrier to carrier, that is not going to look good. It doesn't make you look stable. And uh, another thing is, we've been talking about all this work that you have to go through. I mean, it seems like an awful lot of work to choose a carrier. But if you're going to be with this carrier for at least a year, I mean, think about it. That's 365 days out of your life. You're going to be on the road the majority of that time. Don't you want to go to a carrier that you're going to enjoy and is going to have the kind of stuff that you're looking to do uh, if you're going to be with them for a full year? Well, exactly, and there's a couple of other things, too, as far as looking at that carrier. If you're job hopping, you're st- most carriers and employers start benefits at your three-month mark. So your retirement and your insurance, you're going to constantly be starting over again and have those gaps where you don't have either of those. And here's another thing. When you're a brand-new driver, you're not going to be making much. You're not going to be bringing in huge paychecks. But when you're available for that 401K, when when it becomes available to you and you're eligible, put in a little bit every week, even if it's $50 or $25 especially if your company has a match. Do a little bit every week and don't touch it. You will be very glad you did. And one other thing that nobody else mentioned tonight when asking the different questions, you mentioned pay, but here's the other thing is benefits. Do you want a lot of vacation time? Do you not? What kind of health insurance does this company offer? What other benefits do they offer? Uh, in today's health insurance market especially, that's going to be a real big question. <laughs> On, uh, especially if you have maybe kids that are sick or, you know, need a little bit of extra help there, that might be uh, your determining factor when, when picking a carrier. And if you don't ask those questions up front, you may get with a carrier that... That's that's not what you were looking for. So you, you have to ask questions. Yes, that's a very good point, Becky. I'm glad I brought you on. I didn't even think about that. Uh, benefit package for sure, another thing you really got to consider. Uh, my signal is starting to worry me, and I'm afraid I'm going to drop the call. So I think we should go ahead and end the show because I don't, I don't want to drop my call. Thanks very much, Becky. You're very welcome. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and end the show tonight, guys. Sorry we're cutting it a little short. Uh, like I said, I'm by myself and without my co-host. But I think we had a pretty good show, a couple of good callers. And thank you to Russ and to Becky for chiming in and giving some more great advice. We appreciate you guys. So I'm just going to close out the show real quick here. I want to thank everybody for listening. We had a lot of callers tonight. I, I know I can thank Kevin for that. Uh, he, he pumped the the show. So thanks, Kevin, for tonight. We appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the show. And you can, we record every Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern. To catch a live recording, call 319-527-6094. That is if you're listening to a recording. 
Remember, you can check out our Facebook page. You can like our page and ask a question there. That would be Trucking 101 on Audio Road. Go check that out on Facebook and give us a like. If you are an experienced driver, please share our show and the Facebook page with new drivers. I have a pinned post on the top of the Trucking 101 on Audio Road Facebook page, and you can just share that with whoever, anybody you think would enjoy the show or needs the show. So please help us get the word out. You can also reach us through Let's Truck, 855-800-FUEL, F-U-E-L, or email support at letstruck.com. We would like to tell you about the other podcast. There is Rolling Toe tomorrow night with Mike and Kevin Beckett at 9 p.m. Kenny Long does Truck with Authority Tuesday at 7 p.m. Rico Muhammad records Brace and Lanes Wednesday at 7 p.m. And 1 p.m. on Wednesday is Destination House with Kim Cockerham and Kevin Rutherford. All times are Eastern. To be reminded about the podcast, text LISTEN to 99,000 in the U.S. and 76,000 in Canada. So go check those podcasts out. They're great shows. New or veteran, you're going to want to check those out. And we want to close the show with a quote from one of our favorite best-selling authors, Larry Wingett. Love what you do enough to become excellent at it. Otherwise, you don't. Thanks, everyone. Good night, and we hope you'll join us next week, Saturday at 8 p.m.